This is Parents' Rights Now. The answer is you. Train. Speak. Change. Parents and allies standing together. Millions of voices speaking as one. Stop messing with our kids. It ends here. Hey everybody, today is Tuesday, June 25th, and um, I I have a funny story to tell you. Are you ready? So I had this entire recording that I was ready to send, and I changed my mind. You know, I can do that. I'm a, I'm a woman, okay? I can do that. I can change my mind. Anyway, the cool thing is we're going to talk about two... Uh, news stories that are very impressive. This is going to be a good, a good experience for both of us. So thanks for joining me today. We have some good news in Idaho. Here's the story. Lakeland School Board approves gender identity policy. Buckle up and get ready to hear about this. Jacqueline Myers gave public comment in support of a new policy at a Lakeland Joint School Board of Trustees meeting Monday that restricts teachers from discussing gender identity or sexuality with students in the district. Hallelujah! (laughs) That's awesome! This was written on April 11th, 2023. The Lakeland Joint School District Board of Trustees voted Monday to create district policy that requires students to use restrooms and locker rooms that correspond with their biological sex. And the policy identifies gender identity, gender expression, sexual orientation, and transgender identity as topics the districts will not discuss address, or educate children about. Wow. Quote, there should be no discussion with a child on this topic with any other adult other than the parent, said Vice Chair Ramona Grissom. The policy aims to protect parents' rights by preventing teachers from talking to a student about gender or sexuality without elevating the conversation to include a principal, a counselor, and the parent. The intention within this policy is that no district staff should be going there to create an educational platform for these kids, said Board Chair Michelle Thompson. Trustees Randy Bain and David Quimby agreed with the language of the policy, but were reluctant to approve it without a clear procedure in place. It is unclear what a teacher should do if the subject is brought up. The policy was approved with a condition that within three weeks, a procedural process be presented and approved to accompany it. Trustee Bob Jones voted against approving the policy, citing the word discuss as concerning for teachers. Quote, it's an arena that is wrought with legal potential to be raised, unquote, Jones said. 
Before implementation, the policy will also be reviewed by attorney Amy White to protect the district from any legal pitfalls that could come up in trying to enforce it. Several people submitted public comments to the board and some spoke in favor of the policy. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Quote, Radical gender ideology has no place in our schools, and I fully support this board's commitment to keep the focus on academic achievement and the fundamentals of education, said Jacqueline Myers. Just as those who support this new gender ideology wouldn't want their kids to be taught that transgenderism is harmful, all parents should have the right to choose how to educate their children on controversial topics, unquote. Myers is the Lakeland lead for parents' rights in education, a national nonprofit that trains parents and community members to be active in their school districts. Way to go, Jacqueline. I love this. We are so proud of you. Other written comments supported the policy, and no one spoke against it. Quote, Approving this policy will finalize the district's agreement with the policy that parents are responsible for overseeing their children's education and maintaining each family's values. The school's focus should be on academics, wrote Judy Fujimoto a member of the Lakeland Parents' Rights in Education group. Over 600 parents and stakeholders in the district previously responded to an email requesting feedback on the draft policy. And board clerk Rosanna Santiago compiled those comments, which were overwhelmingly in support of the policy, to present to the board. Most but not all of the feedback was positive. If you're listening, you hear some folks say, please respect my child, even if what you're wanting is not consistent with what we want and what somebody else wants, said Jones, and we have to be able to establish that respect. Jessica Kaminsky, parent of a Lakeland School District student who does not identify as strictly male or female, told the press last weekend she is frustrated. Obviously, the policy is discriminatory, but if you actually read it, it doesn't even make sense, Kaminsky said. At the basis, it's meant to discriminate against our trans and non-binary students. She said her child does not use the school restrooms. My child is afraid to use the bathroom at school, Kaminsky said. Prior to the policy's approval, if a student identified as non-gender conforming, they were referred to the principal. The principal communicated with the student's parents, and they would typically work out an arrangement where the student could use a faculty restroom. If a student is unwilling to use the bathroom that corresponds to their biological sex, the new policy would have administration work with the student and their parents to provide reasonable accommodations for the student. 
The policy excludes using a bathroom that is designated for members of the opposite sex as a reasonable accommodation. So many of my child's friends are part of the LGBTQ community, and they're completely closeted at home, stated Kaminsky. Does this policy put these kids in a situation where the school staff is basically outing these kids at home? So we're going to call this a win. I'm going to call it a win, and I'm sure you are too, guys. So inspiring. Thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you to your group in Lakeland, Idaho. The Idahoans have a wonderful leader, Conrad Woodall, who has been a speaker for us at uh, one of our events, um, actually last summer, and he was amazing. And they're doing great things there in Idaho. Now, you might say to yourself, well, Idaho, I mean, they've got it easy. Actually, no, they don't have it that easy. (laughs) One of the leaders in this fight in Oregon, lived in Oregon City. This is a little bit over a year ago. And she moved to Idaho. I noticed that uh, a couple of comments on Facebook indicated she was going to be leaving and moving to Idaho. And so I followed up with that and challenged her to start a parents' rights and education affiliate organization. And her name is Erica, great gal, Erica Dowd. And Erica Uh, talked with a few people over there who indicated they already had a group and they were going great guns and, you know, they were pretty satisfied until fall. And then things started to happen. They were shut out of a school board meeting and not allowed to voice their opinions. This had to do with the mask situation. You know, parents were unhappy. They weren't being heard. Actually, when it comes to issues, that is one of the biggest issues, is school boards dismissing and not even listening to parents. So what does parents' rights in education do for these people in Idaho? Well, they they decided to come under our umbrella. They had set up a website, and they were just getting ready to establish a 501c3 organization. All of that requires a ton of work. And pretty soon you're realizing that in order to keep up that website, to stay on top of the news, etc., and to organize people, it's a tall order. And so they looked at what we had for them and they decided to close down their website and come under our umbrella and be a part of parents' rights in education. And along the way, of course, we've made some changes. As you know, we're going through a major transition right now. But I do believe that they're happy in the decision that they've made. And um, they can focus now on doing the work in the local communities, at the in the local school districts, making a difference and affecting policy in their schools. So kudos to Idaho, kudos to Lakeland Parents Rights and Education Affiliate. We are going to be seeing these kinds of stories and focusing on you guys and what you're doing in the coming months. My second announcement is that we've made a decision 
to hire a professional to help us with our podcasts, to set them up, produce them, edit and publish them. I believe that our next phase is to feature our leaders and what they're doing in their local school districts. We are giving you a voice. I'm so excited about this. We're going to invite leaders. We're going to invite individual parents, experts to join us in this fight and getting the word out through this podcast. Thanks for listening. And thanks for helping us financially. We need your help. Of course, it's going to cost us now. I've been doing it myself up until this point. Me and my microphone. So we know that you'll think about that some more. Thanks for joining me and look forward to the next episode. It's a good one. This is Parents' Rights Now. Please check your show notes for links pertinent to this podcast. Please consider making a monthly contribution to Parents' Rights in Education. We need your help. We are challenging our listeners and our readers, all of our supporters, to give $12 a month. If there were only 500 of you, that would tally up to $6,000 a month. Be part of that club. We call it the 12 by 12 Club. A link to our website is in the show notes or go to parentsrightsineducation.com.